Hello and welcome to the Nintendo Switch UK podcast episode 230. I'm Mike. I'm Al. And I'm Anton. And my God, you're here in the flesh. (laughs) Um, You haven't been strong. You're you're not sucking time travel. What, What year is it? I have no idea what year it is, and and to be mm. honest, I don't even know at what point I, I told you what I'd been playing or not playing. I, to be honest, there's a lot I don't really know, but I'm just happy to be back on the podcast. And I have got this resolution, because we are getting near the end of the year, and I've got a couple of resolutions next year, and one of them is that I will try and be on every main episode of the Nintendo Switch UK podcast and almost every last call. That's my plan. I love that uh, resolution. That's a good resolution. Mm. Yeah, but it has to be done. I mean, I've been missing for so long, Anton. Yeah, you know, I've missed you. Um, you know, we haven't had the, the kind of banter of the three of us, me and Al slowly going to, to grumpy spirals. And, um, <laughs> you know, that's like a, something that we need to, to balance out. And, uh, you know, getting to know what you're playing, having, you know, a little bit of a competition on the quiz. Uh, you know, it's it's the quiz is not the same. When you're not here, it's not. Well, it's, it's definitely more one-sided without you, Mike. But actually, I was wondering. See, because people don't know this, but you do all the editing, or at least most of the editing. Anton did it for a while, but most of the editing is done by you of the show. Have you been listening at the beginning to find out what antics you've been up to each week? Yes, but um, <laughs> don't don't try and quiz me because they were so outrageous that I'm kind of forgotten. Oh, they were all hundred percent true. But... Absolutely. How was Scotland, by the way? Oh, wonderful! Just wonderful. You know, not that I'm skeptic about your claims, but. Uh, you know, it was wonderful. Um, but yes, the quiz definitely missing, and, and it's annoying because we're we're fast reaching the end of the year. And what I was thinking was maybe we maybe we need to have like a bumper quiz on the last episode of the year to give me any hope of trying to you know salvage things. Not that I'm trying to you know find a way to not be humiliated, but then it could go the other way, and I could lose it ten nil, and then Anton would win by a, a country mile. Uh, are, are you are you suggesting the forbidden all or nothing? Mm, yes, <laughs> this is like the final <laughs> round of a quiz show on TV. Um, okay, before we do get started then, um, well, I'll start because I, I don't normally, and I'll tell you what I've been playing because I have actually completed a few things since we last talked on the podcast. So the first game I completed was Donut County. Thank you. Um, not a very long game, but really fun and really relaxing. I, I would call it a palate cleanser between two longer games. That's how I would describe it. It's kind of like suck everything into the hole that you make in the ground. A bit like, it's like Katamari reroll, but like more with holes instead of adding to the big kind of clump of stuff. Does Great description. Sense? Well done. Thank you. <laughs> um, but it's a good game. I, I, I thoroughly recommend it. If you're looking for something, I think it, it was on sale recently. It might even be on just now for a few quid and it's definitely worth um, picking up. I also finished Kirby... The main story in Kirby, not Star Allies. That, that was not that one. What was the one, Anton, that was re- um, released recently that wasn't... Oh, Return to Dreamland DX or... Yes, that one. So complete the main story in that one. Thank you. Um, although I was already, to be fair, 70% of the way through the story, but I did go back and finish it. And uh, yeah, I just love Kirby games. It's just Kirby, and there's not much more to say about it. It's well done, and it's it's Kirby. So if you Kirby like Kirby, is uh, excellent. Yeah. There, there's no denying it. Kirby games have always been good. Yeah, it's it's funny because I'm not a huge fan of Yoshi games. I'm not a huge fan of 
you know sort of any of the other spin-offs but the the kirby ones are just i don't know there's something about them i really like um and then the other big one that i finished was super mario wonder Ooh. and that was thank you i was waiting for the applause just you know i've been starved of it for a few weeks now uh, well ever actually um so so super mario wonder loved it loved every second of it good length for the main story didn't feel like it overstayed its welcome um there was more to do i could have gone back and done more um i'm not really a completionist for most games to be honest there are a few but um not really so that was enough for me and it was great and i really recommend it um i think what's good about it is is it's really kind of suits all levels of how good you are you know depending on which character you use the, the lives are fairly you know, it's fairly sort of friendly, put it that way, um, which suits me down to the ground because I'd be not good at platformers. Um, and then just to finish off with, I'm now playing um, the... Uh, the name's just escaped me. That's really annoying because I'm, I'm playing it at the minute. It's an adventure. You can it's do it. Narrative. I believe in you. Come on, Mike. It is in there somewhere. Oh, it's the one that... Yes. Mario. Return to yes. Arcade, Arcadia Bay collection. What's that? Those games. Arcadia Bay was the original ones um, where you can reverse time and it's a narrative story. It's a bit like a telltale game in that sense. It's, Life is um, Strange? Life is Strange, yes, hey, thank you. I got it. So the new Life is Strange game, I'm playing that. And I have to say, um, I tried playing the first one from Arca- Arcadia Bay and I didn't like the reverse time element of it. I just kind of, kind of annoyed me. Um, and funnily enough, they never did it again, from what I can see. And the new one is is a really good story, and I'm really enjoying it. So that's what I'm playing at the minute. And then one last thing that I'm playing, which I have to mention, is Championship Manager 2001-2002 on my <laughs> uh, PC laptop, which I've got running again. I'm in a couple of uh, very sad Whoa, 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 stop. When you say, I've got running again, did you really get it running again? Or did No, I got my friend, friend to run it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a friend so. of mine, uh, Rob, I'll give him a name check. Um, I said to him, please, because, you know, it's so old that you have to, like, you know, pretend there's a disc in your drive and stuff like that. Um, but there's a whole community of people still playing this particular edition of this game. Um, and I didn't realize quite how vibrant it was. <laughs> I joined a couple of groups and there's more posts on that than there is in the rest of my Facebook feed. There's people sort of finding you gems there's an updated database for now and it's just bizarre how how much that game despite there being 23 editions of it since is particularly everlasting but i know why because it's just amazing so i'm i've been really loving that anyway there we go anton that's all that's my life is this your your adventure into game development is like make a retro throwback football manager game uh i would love to do that you know neon sale <laughs> it's it's 2000 it's vintage but it's modern um oh, great to hear Pretty much and um yeah good show on um oh uh, donut Cunny. if you've not heard of it we've got a review of it on the youtube and also if you haven't checked out the review from al recently of toaster ball do check it out that's nsukp oh yes well i should sorry say the say the address again anton i really interrupted you too excited podcast on youtube do check them out thank you yes um so what was interesting is in that review al came to mind to play toaster ball so we had a two-player game of toaster ball and i have to say i've been kind of itching for another game of it since then <laughs> it's, it's good isn't it we need it's to, really good you need to come up come up and be social drink beer and play toasters well it's nearly christmas so i think that has to be done and um, we'll make it multiline it, then 
we'll make it well mulled wine i can that way i can walk back in these amazingly horrendous weather conditions that we're having at the minute uh where we are but um but yeah just really good fun really good fun so go check out the review oh what have you been playing other than toaster ball well i've i've only played two games this week and i'm going to uh, i'm going to test anton because it's the oh, same no. two games i've been playing for the last three or four weeks so anton what two games have i played this week can i try and guess my rabbit of hope yes that, that was the only guess i had and have you been playing more suka game I have, yes. Oh, it's a game. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. That is so what I've been playing this week. I, I'm, I'm addicted to both. Although I'm nearly finished, Rabbids. I'm so close. I'm in the final world of Rabbids. I'm there. I've, I'm halfway through it. I'm so close. Yeah. There, if, you are, if you are a fan of the first game, um, whether the deal is still on or not, we'll tell you soon when we get to that point, when we get to Mike's deals of the week. But there was an incredible deal for a physical copy of that game. But I love the first one and uh, I'm excited to get to play that one. Um, have you enjoyed it as much as the first one? I have, actually. I wasn't entirely sure I'd, I would, but I've really, really enjoyed it. It's a cracking game. It might not be quite as funny as the last one. The last one, I feel, made me laugh more, but this one is probably more enjoyable to play. Uh, I will happily lend it to you when I'm finished, which I think I've already promised to do. Yeah, well, yeah, well you might not need to, but we'll come on to that later. Anton, what about you? Oh, for me, I've finally done it. I've been putting it off, or not putting it off, getting distracted mainly for a long time and have returned to Tears of the Kingdom put aside some time and just yeah got got absorbed into it really enjoying it once again have picked new tangents to go on and just exploring the world i've not done like two chunks of the you know map that you unlock i haven't even went to yet so have went to them now got the full map and that was like after 60 hours i i didn't really have any excuse for i've not unlocked the full map and when you say the full map is that just the above ground map just the above ground i've went down to the depths once i don't know how i've spent uh, six hours in this game um, there's a lot to do down there so much time yeah. underground uh, i think this might just be like a 400 hour game for me at my rate <laughs> it's not going well, th- th- this was that was kind of what I, I i think at some point i will play it but i just i was too overwhelmed with it because it is so big and the problem i've got at the minute is time and i feel like when i know that a game is fairly linear in terms of the you know it's going to be 15 hours or it's going to be 30 or even if it's going to be 60 hours if i know that that's what it is i feel like i can tackle it better whereas breath of the wild like you anton i think i would take 400 hours to do it and that's not a bad a bad thing but i just know that i don't have the 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 time or patience at the minute um because i'm yeah, I just jump from game to game, so I just I'd get fed up too quickly. So. so basically, what I'm taking from this conversation is that I'm the only true gamer here because I'm the only person that's actually completed Tears of the Kingdom, and we all know I rule at Fall Guys. So you know, can't argue with that. I think we need to revisit this Fallout Guys claim very soon because I'm not convinced that you still do Fallout but, Guys. Um, that sounds like an amazing mashup. <laughs> Fallout Boys. <laughs> Women, that's the band, isn't it? And, the, the, and also the Simpsons comic character. Um, fallout boy yeah that's where it came from wasn't it um okay before before we do move on to this week's news because we've got a lot to talk about where can people find out more anton yes uh best place ahead would be our website nsukp.co.uk and you especially want to go this week because we've just opened up voting for the nintendo switch uk podcast awards 2023 we've been doing this for i think five years running now which is absolutely bonkers and We've got, you know, a fairly good year of tons of first-party Nintendo games, some great indie games, 
So make your opinion heard for a special that will be coming out probably around about the, the holiday season. I mean, you don't need to go. Everyone, I can just tell you now, WarioWare, move it. It's going to win everything. Just done. I differ to beg, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> okay. On that note, let's move forward and talk about the news. Tell us. The people want to know. B-Works have announced Touch Detective 3 and the complete case files, or plus the complete case files, published by Nicalis for Western Nintendo Switch. It's a charming point-and-click mystery game coming out physically and digitally on the 28th of March next year. Uh, this looks up my street, Anton. It looks quite sort of cute, but also detective-y and, yeah, my kind of vibe. Yeah, it is very much a DS game brought to Nintendo Switch. They They haven't done the most changes... Which, for some players, that might be what you want. The title is a little bit, I think, misleading or kind of mistranslated almost. It's called Touch Detective 3. It means one through three. You're getting all of them. Um, ah, okay. Which confused me. That's why it's called the Complete Case Files. That exactly. makes sense. Though. It confused me a little, but that's uh, the package you're getting here. And it's especially exciting because the third game we never got over here in the West. It was only ever on the Japanese Nintendo 3DS. Now we're getting it over here in the West. They look cute. They're kind of chibi art style. And yeah, I think there's like a nice bit of like, you know, comedic charm to it. I'm, I'm impressed. Probably more Mike game than an Anton game. Is it Al game? It's probably not an L game, I'm not going to lie, but that doesn't mean it's not a good-looking game. I, I love and hate the title. It was so blooming confusing trying to figure out what you're getting. When I first started reading, it was like, Touch Detective 3+, plus, the complete case files. I was like, no, no, it's not 3+. plus. Is 3+, plus the age rating? No. Detective Touch Detective 3+, plus, the complete case files. Made sense. But yeah, it's just very oddly named, but a really, really cool little game. I love the whole sort of touch thing. You can do proper, you know touchscreen on the switch for once it's actually making use of the touchscreen which just makes me very very happy and it's a, it's a true port they've not yeah. done anything to it they've just ported it over pondered on the question gone there you go enjoy yeah well, you can kind of get away with that with a lot of 3ds titles because they still look pretty good to be honest uh, but if we were confused by that one we're probably going to be more confused by this next game this is digital eclipse announcing Lamasoft, the jeff minter story published by atari for the nintendo switch now it's an interactive documentary made up of 42 games coming in 2024 let's get an explanation anton what is this yeah, so Digital Clips has been doing a couple of these different documentaries and, you know, they're quite novel as, you know, you can go through it and you can play little bits of the game, you can, you know, look through design documents, there's interviews in there, and in the past they've been kind of based on like a singular title and that's cool and you'll maybe go through the different ports and you'll do different parts of it, but what's really novel about this one is... It is going through so many different games across so many different years and then you can just also play them as well like they've got tempest in there and tempest is a pretty good game and this package looks very nicely put together and it's the first one they put together of i think they call them like digital archives or something i forget the exact name of what they call the this gold collection. master series gold isn't it? master and yeah. this is the first one of that uh series they've done since being acquired by atari and it's uh, definitely a leap up from everything they've done in the past um and yeah gaming history told via video gaming it sounds logical it's surprising that it's not been done as much as it has been with these guys 
Yeah, it's like buying your own little digital museum. It's like instead of actually having to physically go to a museum and walk through it and look at, ooh, the history of all this stuff, ooh, ooh you can do it from the, from the comfort of your couch. It, it, it's a cool idea. I think a lot of effort and time and care has gone into, well, all the games in the Gold Series, uh, Gold Master Series. I think this is the second. I don't think we've had a third off the top of my head. The last one was the making of Kakarita, which we talked about, oh, I don't know, six months ago, something like that. Um Karateka, in fact. Um, but yeah, this is this is just bursting the seams with fairly classic games, some of which have got the most amazing games I've ever heard of. We've got Sheep in Space. Love it. We've got Andy's Attack Matrix. Mega Galactic Llama Battles at the Edge of Time. I mean, yeah. you can't beat that as a name for a game. Just a very of the time, you know, uh, you know, that kind of era of random game names. It's cool. I like there's, it. Um, yeah, there's also this an, an unplayed game in there too. They, uh, they've managed to shove in Attack of the Mutant Camels, which was developed for the Konix multi-system console, which never actually made it to market, so the game was never played, and it's in here. Very cool, very cool. No, I, I like the idea of the collection. Uh, it's probably a little niche for a lot of people who play the Switch, but I think there seems to be some pretty good value in there. I'm actually really looking looking forward to finding out more about this one, uh, to be honest. It's one of those where I'll probably decide a bit later whether it's something I want to invest time in. Next up, Frosty Pop have announced Pillow Champ, published by Netflix for the Nintendo Switch. It's a cel-shaded fighting game for Nintendo Switch. Coming out in uh, Q2 2024, it's your chance to become the ultimate pillow champ. Al, I love this idea. The trailer does, doesn't really give much away, um, but if they do this right, this could be a lot of fun. It could be. I, I honestly don't know what to make of this. It's basically Street Fighter with pillows. It, even the developers have said that. It is Street Fighter, but in, you've got a pillow between you and your opponent. You're whacking each other with pillows, and that's that's it. It's at its core... A fighting game but the whole essence behind it and its story is all about peace and love and how they've managed to solve all the ills of the world by having pillow fights it's just it's a bizarre concept and when you look at it visually i'm gonna say visually it doesn't really do it for me the whole style shaded approach yeah it's, just, it's a bit bland it doesn't really work but the the to me the most interesting thing about this whole game is the fact that it's being brought to us by netflix because we knew that they were trying yeah. to enter the game, the, uh, the game arena. They, this was not a, a, a secret, but I think this is the first game, certainly that I've come across, that they've actually been behind. And well, I don't I think, think this is tied to any other IP that they've got on their platform. This is novel and a weird one for them to come out the gates with. If I'm right in remembering, there might be some tie-ins with some TV series they've done, and maybe some interactive kind of story-led games potentially. And I know that they've been looking a lot at their subscription model for netflix for gaming as well uh, but you're right it, it is inter- every time you see or well, seeing netflix i should say beside nintendo switch or N- netflix for nintendo switch a really weird one anton yeah the kind of most notable example we have of this would be the second oxen free game because they bought the developer behind that oh, one of course they did that's right which you know i think it's great that we're getting these games on nintendo switch you know i think the main drive for netflix is that these games are getting released on mobile they're kind of free to download but you can sign in with your netflix account to play them for you know as part of your subscription and then we're getting a paid version on nintendo switch delighted we're getting them because i think on a games console these titles just work a lot lot better and I'm happy about that, but one thing I'm hoping for is that we could have it where, you know, 
for this game and maybe Oxen Free and other Netflix games on Nintendo Switch, the similar sort of mobile treatment of you download it for free and then you can go ahead and, you know, you know, sign into your Netflix, play it as part of your subscription. I know there's some caveats behind that in terms of it doesn't allow it to go into the eShop charts. I know that's why a lot of the cloud games got rid of their free trails because they wanted to, when they did a sale, it actually comes up on the charts, which hopefully Nintendo can balance their systems to be more accommodating for different types of games and gamers. You know, maybe have it as an option of you can pay for it outright and you can use your Netflix subscription. Can I yeah. uh, can I ask you guys just... I don't quite know how to articulate what I'm thinking here, but when you look at this game, it sort of has a designed-by-committee feel to it for me. Now, I'm, I might be wrong here, and I know the developer has kind of deliberately set out to make... Uh, well, I think they actually referenced... An, they took the Nintendo approach that Nintendo took with Splatoon to try and make a fighting game. And it, it just somehow feels a bit... I don't know. Like, it's trying to compromise and be too too much. Uh, they're talking about they've gathered, you know, all the characters from around the world and they're trying to be all-inclusive, which is great. But it sort of just get the impression from the trailer that what they've ended up creating is something that is compromised. Is this just me? Um, you know, I think definitely... Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At The Gaming Blender, we take randomised genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that all has to be an action adventure. Yes. Ooh, dear. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't quite work. And you have, you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off? The, <laughs> way, the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out The Gaming Blender on all your favourite podcast platforms now. It's clear here that they're, they're trying to make a fighting game for people that don't like fighting games, which I get. Yeah. Quite yeah, often yeah. during like PlayStation showcases and Nintendo Directs, you'll see like the the 14th King of Fighters game, and it'll just look like absolute noise if you're not a fighting fan or a King of Fighters player. And for this one, there's a little bit of that. You know, it's a lot more easy to see what's going on. I think they've slowed down the gameplay a lot and made it a lot more floaty. Whether or not that detracts from the fun, I'm we'll have to wait and see. Um, but that might also be a caveat of it having also to be designed by mobile. So there, there are possibly a lot of different compromises going on, Mike. Yeah, it's. I think my takeaway is that I don't know much about how this is going to play out. That's where I'm at with it. I, I'm skeptical, but I love the concept. I just don't know if this is going to be the champion of pillow champ games. I, I, I would like to see what happens with this but i agree with you i'm not convinced by the cel-shaded approach i'm not convinced by the sort of teaser trailer I, I, I don't know i'm not sure but i love the concept i think it's a really good fun a pillow fight game sounds great but well we'll see we'll find out uh, next up contra operation galuga gets a new gameplay trailer um i I'll, i've got to say i really like the look of this this looks so slick and taking what's good about contra and it just makes it look fun I am so with you, 100%. I was watched this and went, yes, this is how to take an old game and make it modern. There was actually, I was watching this going, this is basically like someone's gone, Metro Dread, that worked really well. Let's do that with Contra. 
Because <laughs> it does. It just kind of takes an old game and just elevates it to the modern era. It looks beautiful. It looks absolutely gorgeous for a side-scrolling just shoot everything on the screen. It looks so fantastic. And they've got nice little cutscenes in there. Just the whole thing is so fluid and bright and, and it's got meat on it. You know, it just it feels good. I like the uh, the names as well, like Stanley Ironside. I just think that, you know, and, and that that gives me vibes of Broforce, you know, the kind of big character names. Obviously, they're not taking off any famous people, but it's uh, it's all based on this over-the-top 80s sort of hero-type characters. And I just think it looks really good, Anton. Uh, see, I'm going to be a contrarian on this one, uh, the grumpy oh, one. Oh, wow. Um, Ooh. Oh, no. well, this yeah, doesn't happen know, very often. It's it's based on Contra, so I'm sure it's the original Contra, so I'm, I know it's going to be good, but I feel like the original Contra deserves better. I don't think Ooh. they've done a, the best remaster that could have been done. I think it just looks a bit messy and ugly, to be honest. Huh? Weird. I think <laughs> it'll be fun, but I, I think they could have done a better remaster on this. Wow, okay, that's interesting. I love I don't... this. This is great. We don't often get controversy. <laughs> We've got a controversy. Fight, fight, fight. Well, we, we could fight it out in Contra in Operation Galuga. <laughs> oh, that would be fun. Um, Not yeah, for our eyes, I... but for, for our thumbs, yes. Oh, burn. Oh, I, yeah, i got to say that I... I... I thought it looked great. I've got to be honest, and it's not often that Al and I agree on something that Anton disagrees with. But, but yeah, I just think it looks really good. Um, but hey, I guess we're going to find out when it's released, and it's um, yeah, it's an interesting one. But I guess that's what it, that's what games are about, right? You know, we're all going to have different opinions. Uh, next up, Epic Games have announced Fortnite Chapter Five Season One Underground in an in-game Big Bang event featuring Eminem. Uh, by the way, it, co- confidentially, I actually got um, a Fortnite song brief today. I, can't I thought you were going to say you wrote a song for Eminem. No, no. Fortnite, not Eminem. But that did come in today. Uh, adding Lego Fortnite Rocket Racing by Rocket League developer Psyonix and Fortnite Festival by rock band developer Harmonix. The update also adds new weapons and new map, car cosmetics, Solid Snake and Peter Griffin. <laughs> yep, yes it does. Uh, sure. Um, I mean, I, I love all that. It, it, Fortnite is the best at bringing in just cameos from everything and anywhere i just wish i played it which i don't anton yeah this um i watched footage of this big bang event where uh Eminem seemingly destroys the fortnite universe making a multiverse and yeah you know it was already a platform for all these different game modes and sub you know game modes and all these different communities people that love building people that you know love you know the opposite of building people that just wanted to you know mess around in a lobby and have that space to do, you know to do that social thing but this is taking it so much further where these are almost like entirely different games within of it like a full racing game by the rocket league developers a full you know lego game which is like a survival crafting game it's almost like minecraft and then what they showed of fortnite festival was just rock bands but you know available free to play on like every device on the planet they're they're really turning this into a platform much beyond just fortnite and i wonder how far they're going to take that idea out uh yeah i mean i have never had any interest in fortnite at all until today when all of a sudden i learned about this i actually incidentally got an email from lego today telling me hey lego fortnite's available and telling me all about the wonderful things you can do and i thought huh 
that looks that looks surprisingly good. That looks like Fortnite and Minecraft and Lego. Uh, and yeah, you've, you've just summed that up perfectly. And the fact you can run around as Peter Griffin as like, I'm going to go, hunky Peter Griffin, which I'm sure he was in an episode. I recognise that, Peter Griffin. We're not talking about the usual blobby Peter Griffin. We're talking about ripped Peter Griffin. It's just, it's just insane and wonderful. And for the first time ever, I genuinely might go and try Fortnite. Mostly so I can play rock band and race around in, in their version of a racing car. Yeah, it's just a lot, the game. But, you know, I think fair play to them for turning it into something quite as huge as it has become. It's like its whole ver- like multiverse, I guess. We're talking about multiverse. Maybe that's the theme of the show today. Uh, this next game is one that I do play. And actually, I play this regularly. I played a game of it the other night. And it's often one that I'll finish off. And if I'm gaming for a while, I'll, I'll jump on and play this to finish with. It's Vampire Survivors. It's got a new update, adding adventures, self-contained uh, miniature story modes that reset and remix the game's content. And they've also announced the Emergency Meeting DLC featuring Among Us, which is coming out on the 18th of December. This is great because this game is so much fun and so simple. I mean, you're literally, you just need your Joy-Con or your, your stick. You don't... It, you don't even need to fire anything. It's just great. And it's so much fun and ridiculously easy to play. Um, and just addictive. It's like a one more game kind of thing. Um, and I love the fact that they're mixing it up. I, I totally understand why they've gone for the Among Us theme. I think it works quite well. And yeah, if you haven't played this, I recommend it, Al. I have not played it. Uh, I've, uh, so many people have raved about it. You included. I've raved about it many, many times. I really need to, you know, get on this bandwagon at some point because I've not heard a single person say a bad thing about it and the fact that they are indeed constantly giving you new content is great and they're not charging you for it it's just well actually are they charging you for it is it paid well, DLC well they charge you for the, the Among Us thing I think is paid DLC Anton you correct me if I'm uh, wrong indeed, there yeah. is an up- the- update that's free just now indeed yeah so you can go ahead and do the new update with all the kind of different mini campaigns in it basically the story modes the adventures and then yeah there's this uh emergency uh meeting dlc coming out on the 18th which yeah is you know really adding a lot more variety to it i like the idea that they're not just doing a fixed adventure mode especially for a game that gets so much many different updates that change how the game plays i think that's a good way to go and especially if they are going to do more dlc Having a modular you know, story mode system of being able to add these different adventures seems like the smart way to go, Al. It does. It seems like a really good way of expanding a game and keeping people interested and making some money while at the same time keeping people happy, more importantly. Nobody, nobody is upset about this. Everybody's very happy. Good job. Yeah. Well done, developers. Well, the adventure mode is, is quite different as well, you know, to the to the the game i mean it's the same kind of mechanic but it's just the fact that they've turned it into a story because it's um i just think it's really cool i think it's a really cool game it's not expensive it's the kind of game that you could pick up and play now and to be honest at any point because it doesn't look modern it doesn't look like it was made now it's just a a retro looking game and it's yeah it's a lot of fun next up the legend of zelda movie director wes ball has shared that he wants his zelda movie to feel like a live action miyazaki movie uh, we talked about this one. How are we feeling about it, Al? Um, still mixed feelings, but the fact he's trying to emulate Ghibli is a good thing. Miyazaki was one of the founders of Ghibli, uh, and Ghibli movies are some of the best animated movies that are out there, frankly. They're, they beat just about everything else, hands down. Uh, the question is, can he pull it off? And I remain sceptical. Yeah, you know, I think if I had anything on my mood board, it would be the Studio Ghibli films. I would have loved it if this film was just animated in of itself, but 2D animated films don't make that sort of money that, you know, 
the Super Mario Bros. movie made. And, uh, you know, what Nintendo would be hoping for with an IP as historic and lucrative as The Legend of Zelda. So I think it's good inspiration. It's definitely mighty big boots to fill. So fingers crossed we can see that vision seen to its fullest. Uh, next up, Donkey Kong Country expansion in Super Nintendo World uh, opens in spring 2024 at Universal Studios Japan. New Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong power-up bands have also been involved. I'm really wanting to visit uh, Super Nintendo World. It's not going to happen anytime soon unless I'm in Japan for work reasons, which is possible. Um, but um, yeah, it's always fun to see more expansion, Al. It is, although I... I can looking at this going this is great where's the Donkey Kong game gone because we were all expecting this open world Donkey Kong new 3D Donkey Kong game to be pretty much here by now I think and we've not heard anything about it I'm now thinking this is going to end up being a launch title for Switch 2 next year and that would then tie in with this Donkey Kong Land opening it makes sense but it's just slightly disappointing we've not we've not had that game yet I do hope to maybe get over next year. There's a small chance I'm getting married next year. We're talking about maybe having a honeymoon in Japan. Maybe. In which case, Nintendo World, here I come. We're, we're all getting married and going to Japan. I, this is the first I heard of this. Um, <laughs> I know. I'm shocked. That I'm. I, it's so nice of you to invite us. And um, yeah, I'm sure your uh, your wife-to-be will be delighted to have Anton and I along for the, uh, the extended edition of the podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> But yeah, this is um, looking nice. Um, it is interesting what you're saying there, Al, about just where is the new game? Uh, I remember a couple of months, maybe I it might be earlier in season five, we were discussing, you know, the most valuable Nintendo IP. And it was like Mario, Zelda and Donkey Kong were like at the top of the list. Um, you know, <laughs> it's like one of like the go to if you picture a video game from the 80s, you probably are thinking of Donkey Kong. And, you know, they've kind of really, you know, put Donkey Kong front and center in the Super Mario Bros. movie. It feels like we're, we're waiting. It's the missing part is just the game. And this is a huge investment for them. And let's be real, there's not the largest amount of source material to go off um, in terms of Donkey Kong, but it is a valuable IP for them. Shame it's not, you know, we're not seeing that in gaming. There was rumors that the Odyssey team was working on a new 3D Donkey Kong, but even then a new 2D Donkey Kong. The only one we've got on the Switch is the Wii U game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I'm surprised we haven't yet, but I think you might be right, Al. I think they might be now in the pipeline for next Switch iteration, which will be next year, maybe. Okay, next up then, it is time for us to move on to Turbo Mode. Ah, yes. I'm going to fire through these. Are you ready? Yes. Aye. That, that was the most unready ready I've ever heard. It took you at least 30 seconds to both reply, but we'll go with it. We'll go with it. Uh, okay. Uh, Demon School has been delayed till Q2 2024. Dragon Quest 3 HD 2D Remake has entered playtesting. Contra Operation Galuga, which uh, Anton doesn't like, but we do, uh, will be a code in a box worldwide at retail. Oh, however, limited run games will do a cartridge release. Woo! After players got their hands on Batman Arkham Trilogy, it has been discovered that Batman Arkham Knight runs rather poorly on the Nintendo Switch. Although some people have said otherwise, but 
we'll come on to that I'm sure Dragon Quest Monsters the Dark Prince reviews are in and it's scored 9.2 on Metacritic uh, Microsoft Gaming CEO Phil Spencer has shared with, the, with Windows Central that they have no plans to bring Game Pass to PlayStation or Nintendo it's not in our plans in the same interview he acknowledged the demand for a new Banjo-Kazooie game saying I hear you I mean, I mean he said I hear you he didn't yeah. Anyway, uh, the Game Awards tease an announcement from Sega. Uh, Concerned Ape announced a big chest for Stardew Valley 1.6. It can hold twice as much as a regular chest. Wow. I'm That's an announcement no and a half. The boys... The Actually, boys, it's, it's, could, it's 100% announcement. He's double the size. Just think of all the um, titles I could come up with for this week's episode. Uh, the boys actor Anthony Starr will not be voicing Homelander in Mortal Kombat 1. Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba Sweep the Board gets a new trailer and a release date of the 26th of April 2024. Botany Manor gets a new trailer and a release window of spring 2024. Nintendo has shared that due to a bug in Splatoon 3, some players have been unable to view the results of last week's big run or receive the reward that corresponds to their high score. The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom makes it into the top five games for the Player Voice Awards at the Game Awards. The same game was also Japan's most searched for video game in 2023. Suka Game is the current Nintendo Switch online game trial until the 11th of December. Oh, I didn't know that. It is, and it's pronounced Suka Game because it's Suka is watermelon in Japan. Super. Uh, Pokemon Scarlet Ooh, and Violet, the... In- Indigo Indigo Disc is out now. Atari 50, the anniversary celebration, gets a large holiday update, adding 12 new games. Mortal Kombat 1 will have more story story content and surprises, according to series co-creator Ed Boon. Bandai Namco will be opening three video stores. No, that's not right. Three stores. We talked about this before <laughs> the show started. It's autocorrect. It's not Anton. Um, three videos. They're going to release three VHS cassettes. Uh, no, no, they're not. They're going to do three stores in the UK this month in Ealing on the 7th Brighton on the 12th and Sheffield on the 15th Eastward Octopia that's the kind of um, farming Eastward has a new trailer and a release date of the 31st of January the Sora Super Smash Bros Ultimate Amiibo gets a release date of the 16th of February and Sonic Frontiers gets a large balancing update for the Final Horizon DLC since I've been away for so long can I start? Sure go for it buddy (laughs) I don't know why I had to ask but here we are thank you very much i much appreciate that okay so just through them so dragon quest 3 remake i think that will um make a lot of people very happy it's quite a nice little addition to the catalog when it does come uh arkham trilogy it's a weird one because the most of the criticism seems to be on arkham the newest one that was the the, that was night wasn't night arkham night yeah yeah that yeah that one uh the first two seem to be better but i I suspect we might see a patch and it's funny because i really want to get the games on the switch because it's ideal for for playing the way i would want to play them uh but um yeah disappointed on the last generation of consoles i'm not really surprised it's a bit struggling on the switch you've had to take a lot out to make it run smoothly It, it was it was a beautiful and complex game yeah well, I think I think the, the feedback we've had, a lot of people have kind of said that actually, as long as you are aware and you haven't played these games on other systems, you're probably going to be fine with them. It's just, you know, there are a few slightly, you know, draw distances and things like that. But anyway, um, so it's, it's Arkham Knight that seems to be the one. But the other two um, seem to be okay, uh, reasonably well received. Dragon Quest Monsters, I was going to say about that as well, because people have kind of been saying that this is like better than Pokemon. It's like Pokemon, but better is what a lot of the sort of 
discussion has been um so that's quite cool i know the dragon quest world is is very well sort of done uh, the game pass thing it just every week it's a different answer so i'm just kind of dismissing that although a new banjo kazooie game would be great i really feel like we miss a lot of those kind of games um these days as well and other than that good to see more eastward not going to be that into it for me because i don't really like farming sims that much so uh, i'm sure someone will love it and that's it uh anton Oh, yeah, I think a similar sort of mind to yourself, Mike, with regards to Batman Arkham Knight on Nintendo Switch. There's a lot of clips going around of, you know, zooping through the city in the car incredibly quickly. When you're walking around, it's it's not too, as bad. <laughs> There's room for improvement. I'm hopeful it'll get there. And I think if you have bought the trilogy, hopefully by the time you're done the first two games, you're all good. And uh, they've maybe gotten a patch out there for Arkham Knight. I think the highlight this week of Turbo Mode for me is, of course, predictably, Sonic Frontiers getting a balancing update. I People were like, <laughs> it's not going to happen. You just have to get good. You need to get better at the game. I was right. It was broken to the core and they fixed it all. Well, it's the fact that you spent so long trying and you were just like, well, I just can't play games anymore. So it must be quite um, relieving that they've actually done this. Yeah, like I thought I was just like Stockholm Syndrome or just going mad. You know, it's like, oh, you know, I hadn't, you know, I guess I haven't played this game for several months. Maybe, you know, I'm just not on the that level. But nope, I kind of went through, I read the blog post and I was like, absolutely right. These were flaws and it was just broken. So I'm glad they fixed the DLC portion of that game. I'm glad. I'm happy for you. Al, what, what was your take on it? Sorry, Al, Anton, had you finished? Oh, um, yes, I had. Okay, Al, <laughs> what do you think? I shall pick through the remains of what you guys haven't really picked up. The whole Contra code in a box, everybody knows exactly how I feel about that, so I'm not going to spend much more about it. Yeah, that's it. I love a code in a box, His whole collection are codes in boxes. Just, just empty plastic boxes. That's what he loves. Love them. I, I hate the environment so much that I just, uh, you know, I, I, I love these codes in boxes. They're great. Lives in a plastic house. Yep, uh, I totally do. Yep put on uh, plastic clothing all the time well yeah. to be fair it probably is plastic clothing I have no idea <laughs> uh, and then I think the only thing that I kind of want to talk about which you obviously didn't want to talk about was Phil Spencer and his comments about Game Pass Ugh. the whole thing with the whole acquisition uh, Activision acquisition mm, it's kind of put them in a sticky position with the whole cloud gaming Microsoft domination thing and I <laughs> sorry guess... just the fact you said Activision the acquisition the Activision acquisition in a sticky position it's like <laughs> funny it was complicated to get through it was very complicated to get through say after a few christmas sherry's i don't think i don't think it could but yeah no i do i do think it's unsurprising he's come out and said yeah yeah we've got no plans to put our streaming service on these other consoles at the moment because they kind of have just had a massive great big court case about this very thing i would love them to be able to do it i think it would make a lot of sense but i'm not hugely surprised that they don't have any intention of doing so um and yes, yeah. Banjo Kazooie. We want we want a new Banjo Kazooie because we're sort of starved for for really good 3D platformers on the Switch. I can count on one hand the ones we've got, and that's pretty much oh. Odyssey and Kirby. Well, we've had Banjo Tooie, so what about Banjo Nui? You know, I'll buy it. I'm there. Yeah, I'd as buy long it as too. It's not nuts and bolts too. I'm happy. <laughs> oh no, yeah, I wasn't a fan of that one. Banjo Rooty Tooie. Yeah, that yeah, that's just that's a weird. Mm. Um, Fever Dream of Owls, the, the Banjo Rooty Tooty game, but uh, not to be confused with Banjo Nui, which is on the way soon. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, it would be a rumor. In fact, it would be the kind of story that we could talk about in rumors, but unfortunately, this week there are no rumors. What? 
No. What, what do you mean there's no rumours? <laughs> there's no. Yeah. Okay. There's lots of rumours. There's lots of stuff happening, but you know, no, they're all kind of baseless at the minute. So we just we don't. So have just make one up. Make one up. That's what we usually do. Um, when there where there aren't any, we just make them up. Okay. Well, I'm hearing rumours that the new switch, and this is something I've seen a lot about on Twitter, but according to reports, the new switch is also going to come with the function to fry eggs. Really? Yeah, so you just lay your egg on top of it, um, crack the egg on the screen, and then it, it does the rest for you. In fact, please don't ever do that, just in case anyone thinks I'm being serious. It is not. It, well, I don't think anyone would, surely, but, you know, don't crack Too late, I've just screen. broken my switch. Oh, well, there we go. And the egg. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> it is time to move on to Mike's Deals of the Week. We're going to start with that one that you mentioned earlier, Al Mario and Rabbids. Sparks of Hope, fourteen ninety nine on Amazon right now, uh, physical, which... Um, I sold some games and allowed myself to buy a couple, but not the full amount. And that was one of the ones I picked up because Ooh, well I just fancied having it and I'll probably play through it. And, and yeah, it, it looks really fun. I love the first one. So I'm going to get onto that soon. So definitely recommend that. Uh, Far Loan Sales. This is £1.34 on the eShop right now. It gets really good reviews. Um, it's about a three hour long game. And uh, it's the kind of one where um, you, you're sort of running this vessel. It's quite artistic looking in terms of the you've got to keep it going and it's steam powered and it looks kind of fun. Have you have you seen this one before, Anton? I have. It does look a lot more than a, a £1.49 game. It's an impressive title. There's another one at the minute called Minute, <laughs> minute of Islands, uh, which is £1.50. Uh, £1.99 it is at the minute 90% off uh, you get to explain explain <laughs> explore strange new worlds and seek out new no and wonderful islands explain that's a great word uh, you face the dark truth beneath the island's surface um, it, it's kind of a I think it's a kind of point and click type game I think from from it looked good when we it. saw that in a direct ooh, earlier in the year maybe it was it looked like a really good game yeah, it looks it looks decent. Um, that one's are available uh, very cheaply at the minute. Rogue Book as well is two pounds twenty four, normally twenty two pounds. Although I don't think it's ever, you know, it's often on sale. But this is as cheap as it's ever been, and it's a kind of roguelike deck builder. If you're into that sort of thing, it might be one to check out. Uh, one that I have completed actually, um, which was full price for a long time. It's now fifteen ninety nine in the stores, but it's down to one pound fifty nine at the minute, and that's a game called State of Mind. Um, really unusual game this but I really enjoyed it it's about 10 hours long um, it's based in Berlin in 2048 uh, it's a sort of futuristic um, sci-fi thriller dystopian reality you play a guy called Richard Nolan uh, who's criticising a de development you wake up from a hospital and you find that your wife and son have vanished um, and I really liked the game I, I thought it was really good and it's um, the art style was good it, it, it played well on the Switch and I bought this I paid a lot more than this for it. I actually had a physical at one point. I've sold it now. But I definitely recommend that one. Anton, have you ever come across it? Indeed. I've heard a lot of people chatting about how good the story is in that title, which it does seem like it's got a, quite a novel, fun premise. Uh, one good one for us, Al, potentially. The Takeover, £2.69. It's a side-scroll beat-em-up. Um, looks really stylish. Good reviews as well. Sort of averages at a 7.5 out of 10. So definitely recommend that one. Dungeons of Dreadrock is down to 89 pence at the minute. That's another one. Uh, Aspire, Ina's Tale is its lowest ever price at 99 pence. 
Uh, and just as a kind of final one, we've also got the Deponia collection. If you like the point and click games, I've actually picked this up a little while ago. £3.59 for the whole collection, which includes four games, I think it is in total. And it's uh, they're, they're award-winning point and click games. 50 hours of gameplay, well worth picking up for £3.59 uh, if you like a point and click adventure. There ya yeah, go. Well, wonderful. Quite a good week for deals, Mike. It's weird because we, we've seen a lull in kind of the the amount of deals. There's not as many at the minute, but they're pretty good deals. And if you haven't picked them up already or you're looking for something to tie over till Christmas, then it might be the, the perfect time. But that's it. And it is time now to move over to Al because, Al, it's time for... I have so many questions. It is. It is time for the quiz. And I've just been looking at the calendar, worked out that if you win the next three weeks, you can still technically tie... And then we have to go into a tie break for the very last episode. Okay. Wow. Or are we going to get a Formula One situation where Anton has us sewn up long before the end of the series? Well, it depends. If he's got it sewn up, if he wins today, then I vote that we have an extra long final quiz. <laughs> but if I win, let's hold off on that thought. I love Mike Logic. Mike Logic is great. <laughs> I, I don't see any issues with that. It's, it's, it's perfectly fair. Right? Let's have a go. Fair. I'm yeah. Ready. yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm ready for this. Let's do All it. right. If anybody hasn't heard the quiz, because let's face it, we've not done one for a while, uh, it's very, very simple. There's three rounds. The first two, I give the guys uh, clues as to what a game may be. They have to take it in turn to give me their guesses after each clue. Uh, after each clue, uh, and then we have a final round. If somebody hasn't already won, uh, or if they have, it's still just for you know bragging rights. Uh, uh, where it's the closest to the pin. I give them a game. They have to tell me what year it came out. Let's start with our first game, which was a 2023 action RPG. Oh, my goodness. Um, hmm. The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. It was not that one. No. It's not an RPG. So, well. It is an RPG. Really. It's very much an is RPG. It? It's very much an action RPG. Well, I suppose it is, yes. Okay, sorry. I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm panicking myself <laughs> Cam, take a deep breath starfield starfield it is not starfield either uh, it is based <laughs> in the late oh, 19th century uh late 19th century sherlock holmes awakens <gasps> no oh, um, that's not even a game why is it p <laughs> no it is not uh development for the game started in 2018 so it's taken a while oh, to get wow. to us. Um, Alan Wake 2. No. I don't think it was set then. <laughs> oh. I'm sure he has a mobile phone in the game. Forspoken. <laughs> no. It's a popular game. It's grossed more than a billion dollars. Uh, oh, wow. A billion dollars. Yep. Uh, it's a biggie. Okay. Okay. FIFA 24. No, FIFA EAFC. <laughs> uh, nope. Uh, Fire Emblem Engaged. No. Uh, funnily enough, being an action, an action RPG, it has an open world to explore. Uh, I, mm. I'll give you that as a, as a clue because, frankly, I'm quite enjoying watching you both squirm. Is it? Wow. Um, I'll let you go, Mike. No, no, no. I, had, I didn't have anything formulated. I was just rambling. Is it Hogwarts Legacy? It is Hogwarts Legacy. Yes, oh, well done. Oh, I didn't realise it was set then. Ah, yeah, it that's is. what threw me. That's the, what threw uh, me. The next clue is going to be that the original IP creator was not directly involved, uh, and then it was originally released on the PS5, uh, and later came to the Switch, along with other. Oh, 
Well, yeah, and, and the port on the Switch, by all accounts, is a pretty good port. I'm, I'm definitely that's one on my list of to to eventually get to to play. But um, yeah, that well played. I, I, to be honest, it totally threw me with the late nineteenth century setting. That's what threw me. Wow, there we go, Mike. It, it, you're not off to the best of starts here, buddy. No, that's fine. There's still time. Okay, let's see if you can get this one. Uh, you almost inadvertently referenced it earlier on, actually. Just going to say, that's a hint to both right. of you. You know, I mean, this is, this is, I'll be very banks. fair here. It's a 2015 platformer. Um, FIFA 23. What? How is that a platformer, you <laughs> bully? Just, I know it's not. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> He's um, trying not to win this game, isn't he, Anton? No, I'm not. I'm, not, I'm genuinely not. I just don't know what to answer. Uh, you, you just want that extra long end of year quiz. You've, but you've put you've put more pressure on me by saying a reference to earlier. That's made it worse, or reference something similar. <laughs> Is it uh, Kirby Megatron? No, it's not. It is the seventh entry in the series. Kirby Return to Robobot. <laughs> it's not Kirby Return to Robobot. <laughs> Thank you for finishing that title. It, it, it would, you know, eat up my soul. Um... Okay, I, I don't even know if that's right. I think it's... <laughs> Is it New Super Mario Bros. 2? No. Uh, it is the first home console game in the series since 1997. Oh. I won't tell you what other consoles are released on because that would give it away. But the first home console since 1997. Um, the first home console. What kind of game was it, did you say? Platformer. Platformer. Yeah. Um, oh. Is it Ratchet and Clank? Nope. Nuts and bolts. It's not Ratchet and Clank. Is it Anton, got a guess. Shanty 4? Nope. It was released on the Wii U. Ooh. These are always um, the most painful because I feel like I should know them. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I definitely know you, this one. But you I both know this game. Um, platformer Wii U 2015's late in the in the in the sort of we use US sphere. Um, well, it's not really. It's just it was a very short sphere. Um, <laughs> a platformer. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what this could be. Because so ninety seven. Then there was a break where it was on mobile, not handheld. Not uh, probably on handheld and mobile, but handheld anyway. And then it was back on consoles in twenty fifteen. It's a platformer. Yep, that's a really good Pac-Man. summary. Pac-Man. It's not Pac-Man. No. Anton? Is it Banjo-Kazooie Nui? Nope. It was ported <laughs> to Nui. the 3DS in 2017 with a slightly tweaked name. Mm. Oh. oh, is it Yoshi's Crafted World? It's not Yoshi's Crafted World. Okay, that's what I was going to go for, Mike. Mm. Uh, Yoshi's Woolly World. Oh, it is Yoshi's it. Woolly no! World. I yes. knew the answer. I knew the answer, but because I said the Crafted World, I thought, well, I can't answer now until the next round of questions. And I know it was Woolly World. I was trying. I'm uh, so gutted. I was trying. Dang! I mean, you were so painfully close there, Mike. So well, painfully I was, close. I knew it was Crafted or Woolly. I just couldn't remember which one came first or which one came. Yeah. Yeah. 
Dang. <laughs> right, so we're going to have an extended final quiz on the very last episode of the Nintendo Switch UK podcast <laughs> this year. Anyway, let's do the closest to the pen. I'll go first because I'm, bra- I'm being a brave boy. You're going first. All right. Uh, interestingly, given one of Anton's um, guesses earlier on was this game, what year was Shanty released? The first one. Wow. God, there's so much synergy in this episode. I um, know. I'm going to go for 96. 96? Okay. Anton? I'm going to go for 97, as I think it was very late in the Game Boy Color's life. It was much later than either of those dates. It was 2002. Oh, well, there we go. There you go. So uh, Anton has a clean clean sweep. So it's now (laughs) 8 to Anton, 4 to Mike, which means mathematically Mike cannot win without a bit of (laughs) jiggery-pokery. No, there's no jiggery-pokery. It's the end of year extravaganza. (laughs) Jiggery-pokery. Quizaganza. Quizaganza. No, 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 no. That sounds rude. No, no quizagansas. <laughs> no, I'm going to. Until you confirm it's happening, I'm going to call it a quizaganza every single week. <laughs> anyway, so... with that, before the quizaganza happens in a few weeks. Stop time, saying we quizaganza! Do, <laughs> we do have some places that you can find out more. Prepare for that quizaganza with some of the previous quizzes on the previous episodes. Quizaganza. Um, Anton, where can we find out more about the Nintendo Switch UK podcast and where can people uh, sign up to be one of our Patreons and how much does that cost and what do you get for it? Yes, so the number one place to go is nsukp.co.uk forward slash support dash us. You can learn about our Patreon. It is just £2 per month, which comes out to like 24 a year. You get access to, of course, this show. You get access to our bonus show, Last Call. Mike's been busy editing away, so there's a whole bunch of uh, Last Calls there. And we do one after every show. That's a lie. Sometimes they're before the show, but you get them as well. You also get access to the show notes early, access to our wonderful Discord community where we overshadow Mike's um, announcements to talk about Grand Theft Auto 6. Um, <laughs> you get a shout out woohoo, our eternal gratitude, and our friend codes so you can snoop what we are and aren't playing. Also, while you're there on the website, do drop a vote in the Nintendo Switch UK Podcast Awards 2023. We want to hear the opinions. We want to see what people are liking and then crown the best games of the year, Mike. Also, I was going to say that Anton does genuinely put in a lot of effort into creating the Game Awards and they are more than worth checking out because they're always really, really well done. So on a serious note, do go check that out. If you listen to the show, give us a vote, give us your votes for this year and we will be announcing those in due course. Al! Hi! Please drop me. <laughs> I don't know. Please, just, please message just... me. Somebody message me on the, uh, the email. It's been a while. Podcast at nsukp.co.uk. It's been feeling very lonely in that inbox. Yeah. Luckily, our Discord is the opposite. It's just very busy all the time. Uh, so do come and join us. As Anton explained, it's a lovely place to be. And with that, we will be back next week with another episode. Until then, goodbye. Cheerio. Or bye.